Yo, it's a stupidly small podcast. It's uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, yeah. 29th of April, 2015. Days mean nothing to me anymore. I'm Stuart Farrell. Hello, Lauren Klein. Hi, Stu Farrell. Big yawn before you say hello. Oh, You're knackered, I am you think, so you know? exhausted. Oh, well. And days mean everything to me because I'm in total countdown mode for something at work. And it's like, well, for Law Week, which I told you about a, what, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And I just can't look at the date anymore. It's just too oh, don't look. scary. <laughs> just all right. Well, we're going to get you to pep up now. Because okay, good. You know what we're not doing? What? He's dreading. And you know what we're not doing? What? He's being negative because today oh. the little guy won. Really? Yeah. In the case, uh, S. Farrell v. Estonia. You're kidding. Uh, yeah. Say hello to David over here because I uh, got a little email from the bank yesterday saying that uh, by the close of business, Mr. Farrell, you powerful beast, <laughs> your account shall be credited the amount that was tried to ta- be taken from you by a rogue state. I don't know if it's actually a rogue state, but <laughs> I felt that way. So, yeah, we're away. So, hang on. The bank we paid Estonia. it back then. <clears throat> uh, well, I think uh, my little uh, warning to the country, uh, you listen to me, so I'm warning, may have just got a few people uh, shaking around internetdodgytv.com, wherever it is, and uh, the money's back. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean the money's back? How does money miraculously... Did the bank, in other words, the bank's mm. reimbursed. So the bank's gone, oh, well, whoops, we don't want to look like we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to reimburse the, how much was it? Uh, about 70 bucks. Yeah, so your big victory <laughs> Well, <laughs> is that the okay. bank's come in and stepped in and done it. This thing could have gone two ways. Yeah. Either I lose or I win. And I won. And it, it confirmed to me, you might remember on an earlier podcast, Lauren Clark. Yes that uh, I was talking about making bad choices or uh, something along the lines of you, you just try and do the right thing in a backfire. So I, I went and try, tried to bank ethically a while oh, back. Oh, yes, I remember this. And uh, let me give you the tip out there, ladies and gentlemen. No, when it's not Banking bank. ethically oh. is one of the most foolish financial no, mistakes you can make. Here's what's now, foolish. Not doing research into which is the good ethical bank. Now. Just rocking up and going, I'll go with this one. And it's a guy on a treadmill trying no. to make a bank work. <laughs> no, no. It was, it was a big one uh, that it uh, related to stuff I was doing. I don't want to tread on too many toes when I'm speaking about this stuff. But I must say, their internet was constantly doing <laughs> They didn't debit when they were supposed to. Because they didn't invest in fossil fuels. That was their mistake. <laughs> well, fossil fuels are the future. Just ask uh, uh, no. our Prime Minister. Again. Excuse I me. I can't. When you pretend to be that Our guy, it makes me so has cross. Said, has said, okay, yeah. it's a, it's our future, whatever the hell he said. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so you know, if you get an email from your bank saying, hey, just so you know, um, you better take a couple of hundred extra out this weekend because the internet won't be working as far as we're concerned, you know you might be on the wrong sort of ship right. when it comes to someone holding your money. Or if you've got a personal loan with them and uh, – mm. And they That's just right. st- they just stopped they st- taking out the debits and, and then, then fighting for you. it. Yeah, they, they were um, they were a two bit operation that bank. Oh, it was terrible. So now you're proud of your decision so you've made. Is we've that right? gone to uh, conglomerate incorporated. Mm-hmm. We've gone to uh, massive bank incorporated. Yep. And I gotta say, <laughs> these people are massive for a reason. <laughs> yeah. They their service is second to none. 
Oh, their internet yuck. access is uh, miraculous. Banking. The ease of their mobile applications yeah, leaves the rest in the dust. And so I say to you, Lauren Clark, mm. sure, we'll, we'll turn a little blind eye to what's happening over here in whatever country. Oh, and, whatever uh, country that we don't Whatever money about. that you might be washing. Because over here, you've given me a fantastic mobile phone application. Wow. Yeah. So, and that is just, in fact, the way the world of finance works, Lauren. There is no room in finance for morals. <laughs> Lesson of the day. You don't agree? It's funny. I was talking yesterday about um, people in finance because I've, I've got a mate in the finance uh, department where I work yeah. and enjoying the cup of coffee I used I'm to. loving it. I just tried to <laughs> like suck a radio play. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, and yeah, chatting to... When some, you said that, someone actually knocked on the door. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, mates with the people in finance department. I'm usually mates with someone in the finance department because Could I don't fans. know. Well, because I don't know anything about like how to fill in tax forms and I'm always going and going, um, what do I have to... What the, the, the one is the resident for tax purposes. I still... Don't know that question. Every time I fill in a tax declaration form. What? What is it? Are you an Australian resident for tax purposes? Yes, you are. No, so people tell me I'm not. Why? No, I'm just an Australian resident. It's such a poorly oh, really? worded question. See, everyone gets that one wrong. Yes I've or no? So- I don't know. Oh. Am I? Am I? So I'm an Australian I- re- resident for every purpose. Yeah, but this is on a tax declaration form where I think it's question five or whatever it is. It says, are you an Australian resident for tax purposes? No uh, punctuation in there or anything. So you tell me how you answer that. I'd say yes. Yes, I am. I'm an Australian resident for every purpose. (laughs) If you want to mail me something, Australian resident. If you want to call me a nationality, you can pop around to my Australian house. How would someone be an Australian resident for not tax purposes? No, you can be an Australian resident for tax purposes even though you're also a, technically a resident uh, citizen of New Zealand or something. So it's still, now I'm even more confused. <laughs> okay. I right. I look, yeah, this is the thing. Be friends with a finance person. They'll tell we you. We should overhaul the tax system one Just podcast of, at a time. Oh, right. <laughs> sure. No, but this is my point. I know nothing and I never Flat will. Flat tax. And I have no idea. And so I'm mates with people in finance departments. Anyway, mm. we were talking about people in finance departments who do things like move, you know, like the decimal place or, you know, take out point something percent of – and nobody notices. But if you take out – that much percent from everybody's paycheck and put it into your own paycheck called employee number 456, then you've got yourself a couple of mil in a few years. Like the, the, that sort of thing actually goes on like and is quite easy to do right. because most workplaces can't like afford, you know. Forensic accounting. Exactly. So um, and there are cases of – he was telling me all about all these cases that were happening – um, that that have happened where people have done this through just stationery that they've bought and then they've upped the order and then all of a sudden, you know, because they've upped the order, there's been a there's a difference between uh, you know one thing and another, um, one amount and another, and that difference is being pocketed. You know what I mean? Mm. It is a radio play. There's like somebody hammering. What the hell's <laughs> going on here? 
<laughs> it's a good podcast today. Really it's a good one. I can't even say podcast. I've become you. Oh, how cool are it's you? A, I am so cool. It's a what cast? It's a podcast. <laughs> I don't know what I said. Vodcast. A vodcast. Ooh. Well, that's a thing. Vodcast? Yeah. What, getting drunk and then podcasting? No, sweetie. <laughs> it's where you video yourself doing a podcast. Oh, uh, help. Now, hang on. That's like watching, <laughs> choosing the option on your remote control to watch the commentators commentating sport. Commentating. Commentating. Yeah. What is, commentating is not a bad actual <laughs> thing you could have made up. Um, I mean, why? what is the interest in watching people do their jobs? Like webcam in the radio show. I reckon there are some jobs I'd like to see vodcasted or videoed. Uh, what would they be? I mean, um, Lady of the Night. Oh, Stuart, why do you go there? Well, that's an immediate one, isn't it? Is it? Is it? Well, what a thought. Not the one I was thinking. And I don't immediately Not go there. Not the it one I was seconds. thinking. Uh, what? <laughs> well, I was thinking just like workplaces where you – where they're doing stuff that's just completely different from well, the like a pub, pub cam, pub cam. No, there's something comforting about. So you know, when I go into the workers' kitchen, the smell of the food and the drink and the carpet and yeah. the whatever, it is such a comforting, lovely smell. And there's such a kind of there's something about the light in a pub and there's not much light. That's it. It's kind of a comforting thing. Like well, it's not comforting see- in the morning. It's very stark in the morning. Oh, yeah. It smells like domestos. Yeah, yeah. You know, and cleaning stuff. And no, that's it. Well, once upon a time, I used to clean a pub uh, in job number 7 million and 40. Yeah. Before I was 25. Uh, and that was back in the smoking days in pubs. And they were a different oh. beast. The, the butts, you'd spend half your time just sweeping, trying to sweep butts and find butts and every crack and crevice in the place. Oh. And it would just smell like an ashy. I can't believe it happened in our lifetime because... That they eliminated it. Yeah, because it's just so natural now. No, no I used to not. love the bar at the... So the, the ashtray at the foot of the bar and you'd, you'd finish your smoke, you'd oh. just throw it straight in the... Oh, how revolting. It's amazing to think that that was like... That's around, what I mean. Along the whole length of the bar on the ground, there was just an ashtray, live ashtray. Oh, <laughs> that is disgusting. And it was the norm. And people who weren't smokers just put up with it. When the pub, of course, is going to be smoking, love. Oh, my goodness. It was, you know, <clears throat> tables, you'd sit down the table that hadn't been cleaned and the ashtray would be overflowing with butts and a chip uh. packet and a, a wet <laughs> coaster. <laughs> a screwed up packet of Winfield Blues. You paint a very nostalgic picture. Well, it, I mean, I do remember a bar I worked in town and there would be just maybe above half a foot above my head, everyone's headline. It was a very low roofed bar. Yeah, there would just be this hanging smoke. It was because yeah. it was a basement bar. There was no extraction. Yeah, oh. and the smoke would just sit from the roof and slowly cross the course, and I'd just get lower and lower oh. and lower. And the ashtrays would get fuller and fuller because it, you know, you'd have your load of part-time smokers. And only then, when they had a drink, you know. Well, that's one of the reasons that stopping it's good. Then. Remember what happened when they introduced it in Melbourne? They introduced. Oh, I never catch on. N- that's true. People I remember were seeing the pub that. smoking gun. As if this, as if they're going to stop us doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it stank. Do you remember? Well, they, when it first you, happened, it smelled like farts and yeah, the, pub like, stunk. the pubs were just yeah. rank and it, they smelled of bodies and. It smelled the, the toilets like, would. 
suddenly have come alive. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And they were calling like um, California and saying, um, what do you guys do about yeah, the what, smell? What do you do, like air freshener? <laughs> like how do you clean the actual pub now? But yeah. that seems to have gone. That seems, that problem seems to have. Maybe we, we've just become acclimatised to what oh. pubs smell like. So it's not like a, as Jerry Seinfeld would say, not a punch in the face. Yeah. You know, it's more of a, this is just what pubs are like. It's a gentle caress. Stupid. Loz. Yep. Problem with uh, doing a podcast is that, you know, people listen to it. <laughs> well, one yeah. of the many problems of doing a podcast, Lauren. Yes. Is the, uh, the fact that people listen. Now, I mentioned the other day. <laughs> well, people, I mentioned the other funny day. funny like that. Yes. That uh, there's a woman in a shop trying uh, to hit on me. Who's in love with you and calls you sexy and can't. Get enough of you and gives you lots of free food. Usually a pie or a spring yep. roll, whatever. Yep. Donuts. Did she listen? Please tell me she listened. She doesn't listen, but I reckon she's got a sixth sense. Because the other the day of that podcast. It's your guilt. Welcome again to your The day of Catholic that podcast, yeah. I walked in there. I've gone, hey, how are you? And uh, she goes, hello. Yeah. No. Whatever. And paid her. Got my stuff. Standing there, where's my pie? No pie. <laughs> no spring roll or dim sim. So, do you think that people have the power to know when you've sussed them out? Stuart, uh-huh. you are a paranoid and guilty feeling person. You have called me paranoid before. You have, that is ridiculous. What is happening is she's either having a bad day mm. or she sensed. That the moment, because you, the reason that you brought it up was that she'd actually called you sexy or something, mm. and that you'd, and that it had been a moment of, oh, is this going a little bit too far? Maybe she sensed that. Maybe when you said that, to, when she said that to you, and you didn't say, "How about a baby?" She went, "Oh, rejected. Not feeling good about this. This isn't uh, good. Maybe that's it." That could be it. You know, well, you as opposed to she sensed through the <laughs> airwaves that you did a podcast and you said something about it. Well, you know, you said something interesting there about guilt and uh, blame. And I don't know if this is a regular thing, but did you ever, when you were a child, I used to apologise all the time. So I would, um, so I would, I'd feel, every, look, put it this way if there was a room of 50 people, mm. right? This is an example. It's not a real one. Yeah. And someone walked in and said, someone has just kicked in my indicator in the car park. I would be like feeling really guilty. That if, even though quite obviously I didn't do it. It's quite crazy. Is it? <laughs> or I would have – this did you happen quite a lot you. when I was a kid. I would apologise all the time to, for stuff that wasn't my fault. I can't believe you find it surprising, found it surprising when I, as your adult friend many mm. years later, said to you, you have a problem with guilt. You, you feel guilty <laughs> when you don't need to feel guilty. You just like – Said the and apologized and felt horrible about it. Mm. Like that's that's incredible, incredibly good. No, saying mm. I'm so sorry for your light that I didn't <laughs> kick in. It's like the feeling of you see the cops doing the drink driving, you know, the booze bus, yes. and you go, um, "Oh God, here we go! Oh God, oh God!" And you've never drunk a drive in your life, and mm. you haven't had a drink for two years. And but that there's just a kind of a 
kind of something built into your DNA that makes you go, what have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? So, uh, okay, so I've got, you can't work through that at 40, which I am. Well, you could work through it, but you won't, well, you don't want to. You want to solve the problem right now by mentioning it, having me clear it up for you and then saying it's fixed. Let's well, isn't move on. this the reason you do a podcast? Because, uh, and we're not, call- oh, we've got to stop calling it a podcast. Why? Let's break away from this. Why? I just think it sounds terrible. It sounds like first-gen descriptors. But you, you tried renaming it and that was appalling. Podsky or whatever it was. Yeah. The Podsky. No. No, Stu. No. Because it, it, Podsky <laughs> sounds like Gonski. Don't you think Gonski's like the – I mean, I know it's someone's name. <laughs> but don't you think it's the worst name for the – it's like the Penske Files. You know, it's like the Gonski Files. It needs like a... It's not serious enough. No, like you need like broad-based education reform package. Oh, my God. I just fell asleep halfway through. I love Gonski now. Gonski. Well, that's what... We, see, we've got to think of something that's worse than podcast. Mm. So it sexes up podcast. Do you understand? Mm, yeah, we did. And it was podsy and it was terrible and we no, all hated we, it we and could, we were embarrassed. We came up with a um, digital voice uh, recording process. Deverp. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you've solved that problem. What else have we like got? I can't just I mean, really. Let's solve your deep psychological issues now because we've really got the derp out of the way. <laughs> You're not a marketing uh, I was thinking, genius, I was thinking so. yesterday I should have gotten into marketing. <laughs> now, or, you know what, design. <laughs> really? Design. When, as a child, I had a um, clothing label and it was – and I had the logo and everything. What? Yeah, yeah. You designed it. Yeah, it was a. Uh, well, I didn't actually design the clothes. I designed the logo. <laughs> yeah, and I draw the logo a lot. And you put it on your own clothes that you bought. Your <laughs> mum bought you at Kmart and stuff. No. Well, you, you know, but you say Kmart like it's a bad thing. I'm not saying Kmart, Kmart like it's a bad thing. I'm Kmart saying used to sell guns. I used to go every Saturday and look at the guns at Kmart and drool over the yeah, the, um, the toy guns you're talking about. No, they they had slug gu- slug guns. Oh my god! And what's the, what's the gun the slip step up from a slug gun? I don't know anything about guns. Um, pig pig pen? No. Pig pen? No, no pig pen. Um, <laughs> a forty five? No, it wouldn't be a forty five. No, I don't think that's <laughs> even pre the gun amnesty. I don't think they did that in uh, Australia. Well, anyway, they, it's a, I I was fascinated by buying a gun. You know, and just a slug gun this so you show, can shoot trees. This show is fast degenerating in recent months into. <laughs> A Stuart reveals things about himself and we work through them kind of a couch session. They used to sell also fantastic slingshots, catapults. Did they? Yeah. and could be, But we used to make them. I'm not sure if you'd made these as a child, but we would make uh, slingshots at home and shoot each other with rocks. It was crazy what you used to get up to. What about, and did like, you have a billy car? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Did you have a hill? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we had a driveway and then a hill outside of the court. Yeah. And um Billy carts. That's fun. The best billy carts are always made with a chair stolen from school. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't screw it, those plastic bucket <laughs> the plastic chairs. Plastic bucket they were chairs. like because the, they were the so, pro billy carts. They were so and if you good. get pram wheels on that thing, then oh, you yeah. really had like the Lamborghini you of the court. You just really did, didn't you? Uh, but anyway. <laughs> so the, you 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 want to know what Oh no! Anyway, I should have gotten to design. Why is my point? Because I think I have a thing. So, because you designed a logo one time when you were fourteen. Oh, younger, probably younger than that. 
Because yeah. he designed. But it's amazing you just remember things. I only remember it yesterday, and, yeah. and just because. And you call me a design genius or something a minute ago. No, I didn't. It's not marketing genius. <laughs> I heard design genius. Yeah, and also I was being sarcastic. But nevertheless, you take what you need from whatever comes out of my mouth, Stuart Farrell. Great. But what about Noah? Huh? That was the la- that was the brand Noah. So do you? <laughs> was it really your brand that you made up was called Noah? Noah Streetwear. And you reckon that your religious education? <laughs> I know, but it had nothing to you. do with the Ark. <laughs> nothing to do with it, Your Honour. No. <laughs> no connection whatsoever. Noah Streetwear. Oh my goodness, we need to get a professional in here. Stupid. Stu, mm. we um, keep threatening to make. Badges for our bureau chiefs. Well, we only threatened it last week. (laughs) No, no, it was early this week. I don't know when it was. Anyway, hello. Um, And we, but we don't have a badge making machine. I think we do now. Well, I just decided yesterday when somebody asked about it, Mm. um, whether I I said, well, maybe we need a badge making machine. Does anyone have one? And we have had a nice kind offer Mm. to borrow Katie's. Forever? No. Um, badge making machine, but I always feel a bit, I don't know, scared borrowing people's stuff, don't you? No. Even guilty old you. Even guilty old me. You don't even experience pre-guilt that you might, that something might happen or. Oh, if you live in a world of pre-guilt, then, you know, you might as well give it away. You live in a world of fake guilt. (laughs) That's even worse. Yeah. Anyway, no, uh, thanks to Katie. So if we decide, if we manage in some way to make this happen, we mm. could actually make a Bureau Chiefs badges, which would be really good. Well, we, yes. Why don't we just make stupidly big badges or stupidly small? Well, we and then you that. wear them on your lapel and then if someone, you see someone walking down the street wearing one, you just tap the side of your nose and you know. Yeah. We could become a secret society. Maybe we can devise a line for them to say to each other. Speaking of religions, maybe we could... Turn this into a religious thing and tax exempt it. <laughs> You're right. You're not a financy guy, are you? <laughs> I am a financy guy. Okay, Stuart. Well, we have to go, do we? We need to go. Can I just say, Lauren Clark, yes. thank you to the stupidly small podcast sponsor for this week, Noah Streetwear. Have a <laughs> Look at you oh, killing yourself, my yeah. man. I gotta say, can you find the logo? Ah, uh, probably not. Yeah. I could, I could, I can picture it in my head. Yeah, just a series of lines. But um, you got to say what? This is the worst podcast we've ever done. It's not. There was one worst one, which was oh. when everyone turned up, and we did a live one, and it was absolutely. Did you like that one? Well, we literally called it. This is the worst uh-huh. podcast we will ever do. This is the weird. This is, we haven't had a weird one like this for a while, where no. we both um, where we're just both in like, like we've been on the uh, billies. Lobotomy. Lobotomy, the lobotomy cast. The lobotomy cast. Hey, no, it's actually a PVD. No, no, it's really not. P-F- PVD app, but no, DVP app. DVP. A design and marketing genius you are not, Stuart Farrell, but you're no, an excellent uh, human being. And will I see you tomorrow? Well, if, uh, if the Australian Podcast Association has let me uh, record again after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are approaching. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. Okay, see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>